Hey and welcome to Chat Shit Get Well first episode. Sorry I sound a bit like Frank Butcher, it's not the steroids, I am actually ill right now. I know the irony, chat shit get well. And I'm ill, but I will chat shit, so we will go from there. Today I've got Ian Chorley here and he won his physique class at the GBA um, bodybuilding show. And what date was it? Um, the 8, 17th, 18th of November. Yeah, it was, no, not November, last month. It was last month, yeah. It was last month, it was October. Anyway, um, when you were presented your award, your coach, Matt, came onto the stage and yeah. made a really nice um, speech about your recovery and how yeah. you've improved as a person, how you've obviously got away from your addiction. So yeah, I just wanted to have a really nice chat with you about that today yeah. um, and talk about how bodybuilding in particular has helped you keep on a like straight and narrow path. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. how has it? <laughs> Um, so basically really I've, I've, um, I've always been quite, um, athletic and sporty from a young age. Um, I've always played football, um, boxed, um, but unfortunately, um, with alcohol and, um, addiction, um, that came into play and sort of messed around a little bit, but, um, I eventually got, um, I broke my leg and I stopped playing football. I snapped my leg, tibia and fibula and shattered my ankle. Stopped playing football. I tried to play football six months later. I couldn't. So um, I actually got into the gym when I was about 20, 28, 29, something like that. 27, I can't remember roughly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got into it then with one of my friends, Jason. Um, he doesn't train anymore, but um, he got me right into it. And, and I, I was like a stick, basically. So it was... Um, it's sort of nice to get back into that sort of um, sport environment, you know, and it's nice to be in certain gyms that people you know, sort of talk to you. And it feels like you're mm. like in that family environment that, that you're around people that, you know, are interested in the same thing, really. Yeah. And so when you say you used to uh, train, were you into bodybuilding from an early age or is that something you've discovered? What is your age now? Uh, I'm 39, 38, 38 now. So this was your first bodybuilding show, wasn't it? It was your first bodybuilding competition. Yeah. First time yeah. on stage. So what sort of made you decide that you're going to push from just training in the gym to oh, I'm going to go on stage? Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't, I, I've had Matt, um, Matt as my coach, um, for, for nearly two years now, but obviously I, I sort of was up and down with, with the alcohol and the uh, drugs. Um, so it never sort of, um, pushed me on to do it. I wanted to do it because I said to Matt, I really wanted to do it. I wanted mm. to, so I basically feel like I've achieved something because obviously when, when you're, um, um, when you're in that sort of spiral of, um, alcohol and, and addiction, um, you basically, no one ever tells you you're proud of yourself. So it's, it's it's hard, really, for me to when people say that they're proud of me. But now I'm taking it on board. So when I when I done it and I actually wanted to achieve something by by, by doing bodybuilding, um, so it was nice to get an achievement. But like I said, but the main reason why I wanted to do it is to show people really that there's a way out of of these dark times that you know from you know, drink and drugs, basically. Yeah. Do you so, feel like it gave you like a real good, I mean, being on prep myself, I've done it. I know how yeah. difficult it is, even without an addiction. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard on your family. It's hard on your friends. Mm. It's hard on your work. It's hard on everything. Mm. So also fighting an addiction at that time, because, you know, what everyone will say, if once you're an addict, you're an addict. You yeah. know what I mean? Regardless if you're still taking or you're not, you're still always mm. going to have that temptation to take you back to drugs and alcohol. So to be able to commit yourself to, how long was your prep, sorry? What, for the show? For the show, um, yeah. Uh, 10 weeks we had, 10 weeks. Ten weeks. I mean, that's quite a short prep to be fair, but I mean, even, yeah. you know, just the, you know, the schedules, the going to the gym, the diet mm. and stuff like that. Would you say that really sort of gave you a goal to walk, work towards that made you, kept you away from having like 
maybe negative thoughts or anything like that. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. It helps a lot. I find for me, I've got, I've, I like to have routine. Mm. Um, it's yeah, very yeah. nice to have routine in my life. If I don't have routine and structure, then that's when the mind starts to go. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have that. But obviously with... With the coaching side of it, when you've got someone alongside you who knows what they're doing and, and they've got the experience and the knowledge, that, that helps massively for me because it saves me sitting down and research. Someone's doing it for me. Yeah. So it's it's nice. And like you said, it, it keeps my mind, because my mind's overactive with my ADHD as well, which yeah. <laughs> just goes mad, as you know. Yeah. And um, it's good to have have that sort of, I don't know, it's Guidance? nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have that in the... Um, I don't know. I mean, when I look back now of, of photos of myself to what I was to, to where I am now, it's it's amazing really to see what I've achieved in so little time because it's coming up to like six months now. And, you know, when, like I said, two years I had Matt and obviously prior to that, he's like, look, you need to get yourself sorted out. So yeah. I eventually got myself sorted out, phoned him up, sent him some photos and he was just like, well, you're ready. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds so that- like, to be honest, you've obviously picked it up really fast and got yourself in the right frame mm. of mind. I remember previously I did have a conversation with you about, you said you sort of kind of tried to battle your addiction previously, yeah. but fell back into the addiction. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important to tell people, you know, you might fail. You might fail three or four yeah. times, but that doesn't mean you're going to fail forever. And to be able to come through and push yourself to that point where you're actually on stage in front of everyone presenting yeah. yourself in the way you did, it's a massive achievement. Mm. Um, and you should be so proud of that, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you think that sports has had an impact on your mental health? Like when you've gone through good stages in your life, have you always found that sports have been alongside that? Like, cause you said you were like athletic boxing. Yeah. Things yeah, like that. yeah. Definitely. I, 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 for me, I'd like I said, I'd, I, I just find when, when you sat at home and you're watching TV and you're watching Netflix and it's just the same repetitive things. But when you're, when you're in sports or when you're um, trying to achieve something like a goal, you know, like a game of football, you want to win a game. You, you, you want, you actually want something out of it. So, so for, for me, for example, when I'm at the gym, when I'm training in the gym, uh, when I'm doing weights, I know that I'm going to get something out of it because I know I'm going to build muscle. So it's like mm. an end goal to me. Yeah. But for the cardio side of it, like the running. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, cardio is not for me. Definitely not. Yeah, obviously like short-term goals, basically. Mm. So with sports, it's easy to see those. Like you say, you win a match. Yeah. You can go to the gym, you can track your weights. You say, oh, I've done eight reps of this weight. Ne- next week, I'm going to do 10 reps at this weight. So for me, I get that little buzz off knowing I've beat myself every single week. And I might see like a little like muscle pop in the, yeah. you know, in the mirror and you're like, okay, I'm glad I came today. I'm glad I did. Or even those conversations that happen yeah. in the gym. You meet so many people. I have met yeah. so many inspirational, inspirational, what the word? People. Inspirational. <laughs> inspirational. That's the one. <laughs> Um, people in the gym and they've helped me so much. Like I've grown from meeting people in mm. the gym. It's my church. Yeah, it's yeah. literally my church. Yeah. I go there every day. I say, I say, thank you. I'm so grateful that I meet the people mm. that I meet. I'm grateful for the facilities I can use. Yeah. And I leave every day feeling good about myself. Yeah. Um, how long have you struggled with addiction from an early age or? Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it goes quite deep, to be honest with you. When I, when I go back to like when I was a child, um, I was, um, I don't know. We like say so we had, we lived, lived like a normal lifestyle with family, nice holidays, mum and dad work, no problems. But um, I wear contact lenses, so you know, twenty, twenty, thirty years ago, glasses were like that. Mm. 
<laughs> so, and I remember I had, the Milky I, Bar Kid, weren't it? When well, he didn't have them, funny you should say that. I had jet blonde hair and I went for auditions for the Milky Bar Kids. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, my parents forced me to do it. I so, thought he was cute, but yeah, yeah. I can see it wasn't the coolest look, was it? <laughs> no, as you can tell. And then obviously, I, I sort of, it's hard because back then, like sports, back then with glasses, you couldn't really do a lot. You know, mm. I've tried to play football once and, and I had a glass in my eye and like in my cheek, sorry. So it was very difficult to get involved with it. Mm. So you sort of feel a bit left out. So yeah. that's, I, I still think from this day, that's where, where it spurs on from a little bit, from being left out a little bit, from not, not being able to. Yeah, yeah, definitely resentments there. A lot yeah. of resentments built back from that. Um, but the addiction, I mean, I suppose a lot of it is, if I don't, I can't really explain what it is. It's probably a lot of it is just boredom and, and being a bit self-centred and doing what I want to do, really. Yeah, a bit of self-destruct. Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. To, I mean, I, I, to the point, like, um, well, t- towards like, like the back end of last year, this year, yeah, I was, I was using to, to try and, you know, to try and, um, to try and die, basically. Right. I, I wasn't strong enough to. Well, not strong enough. That's not the word. I wasn't. Um, I couldn't commit suicide. I tried it twice. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Take tablets and things like that, and tried to cut my wrist once, but I've never gone much further do you know what I mean mm. it's always something to stop me but um what, yeah I'll um, try and use what is it you're you were you were using at those times for that purpose uh, I was just drinking. generally using a lot of cocaine and, okay. and alcohol yeah and it's um it's it's amazing how much it does destruct your life it makes you worse if you're depressed it makes you a lot worse than what you are it's crazy how bad it makes you feel yeah um so what so, was the first, what made you get into the situation where you first were involved around being around cocaine and stuff like that, was it? Oh, blimey. Well, it goes back when I was six, 15, 16, I was going out and, you know, dropping ecstasy tablets left, right and centre and then it just spurred on from that really. Yeah. And then it just become a bit of an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, Even from the age of like sort of 16? Nah, years. not, I'd say, I'd say probably in my late 20s. That's when it started mainly more. Okay. But it's it's mostly like we my my wife were chatting about it last night and it, if I, if someone was doing it in front of me now it wouldn't be a problem. But yeah. if I have a drink then it's a problem. Yeah. So it, I, you know what I'm saying if drugs are in front of me now I'll be like yeah you do what you want to do yeah. that's fine I haven't got an issue. I have a couple of pints and then that's Different it. Story. I'm off. Game yeah. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. And but a lot of people say that's the entry, isn't it? The entry to drugs is drink. So yeah. they can't do one without the other. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I personally, I've come to a couple of situations in my life where I've been like, I actually mm. need to stop drinking because it's every time I drink, I end up, I will, I will end up getting on it. And I, you know, yeah. and I hate myself for it. Yeah. And I've, as much as I understand addiction and I don't personally think I feel I've had an addiction, mm. um, there has been times it's become almost worrying where yeah. I thought, actually, this could turn very, very quickly. Yeah, now yeah. it's time for me to pull this back. Yeah. And luckily for me, I have been able to pull myself back yeah, from yeah. those moments without sort of really needing any therapy, so to mm, speak. Mm. Um, but I've started to realise this isn't making me feel good anymore. No. You know, there's a certain part where you can go to a party, you can take some drugs, you can have a drink, you can have a good time, you can walk away and you can have a normal life. But then it sort of gets to a point where you're chasing it. Yeah. You're just constantly chasing to feel better, to feel better. And it's just mm. depleting you lower and lower yeah. and lower. And that's, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely been a challenge that I've had. And I still have those challenges occasionally yeah. where I'm like, Come on, you know, you're an adult, grow up. (laughs) You've got to think about other things. You've got a job, you've got a house, you've got children, you've got like priorities Mm. now. Mm. Um, 
So I know you've, uh, you're actually part of, you do go to some groups and stuff like support groups, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I go to a, a group, um, where it's basically, this, they call it CA, which says Cocaine Anonymous. Um, it's the same, found, it's a foundation off the back of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. So it's yeah, exactly I've the same it, thing. Yeah. You know, you've got CA, NA, you've got all of them. So, yeah, I, I, I started off, I was doing six, six meetings a week, um, obviously training as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's saved my life really. Obviously my partner has as well. Cause she stuck with me through, through like thick and thin, like, you know, she's just moved over from America and, you know, I'd disappear for three days. I wouldn't talk to her. She would know. And it's, you know, it's, mm. I've, I've got a lot of gratitude for, I mean, I feel guilty for it. Don't get me wrong. Of course I yeah. do. It's a lot of guilt, guilt in it, but you know, it's, um, I had something the other day about it and I'll stick by it. You know, the, the old saying when people say, oh, f- forgive and forget, you know, you never forget. Yeah. You can forgive. But every time I remember the forgiveness, so every time something bad comes up, I always just try and forgive because I'm never going to forget it. Like things I've done wrong, I'm never going to get them. You yeah. never do. You might, people go, oh, yeah, it's all right, but you don't forget it personally. Yeah. So I've got to try and remind myself daily, really, the things I've done, just try and just become a better person really for what I've done because it's all like you said it's a mistake it's a learning curve but you know at the age of nearly 40 you'd think I'd have grown up by now (laughs) there's still a lot to learn about life I think think life begins at 40 that's what I'm waiting for anyway I'm I'm, I'm the best I've been I'm almost 40 and you know what I can't wait to hit 40 two years I'm the best mental mental health is the best my physical health I'm confident. Mm. I'm gobby. Like I love myself. <laughs> I'm happy, and I'm so grateful the life I have. I hated my thirties. I hated my twenties. Yeah. I never knew who I was. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with starting your life at forty. Definitely, mm. definitely not. Especially yeah. in the fitness world as well. Yeah, we look. All of us are looking good up there. <laughs> some of the, I mean, the Olympians at that. You know, they're some of them are in their forties, and they look they look incredible. You yeah, know. But yeah, I know you said about your support system with your like your wife and you obviously going to mm. your support groups and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it is hard to see that what's going on behind the scenes when someone's going through the mm. addiction stages and stuff. You sort of see the fall of those, but you don't yeah. actually notice what's happening behind the scenes and the, it, no. the damage that goes on behind, you know, to the rest of to the rest of the family yeah. and stuff. And having someone there to support you through that must be, you must, obviously, like I said, you're so grateful for yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, but obviously there are people out there that haven't got those support mm. systems and mm. stuff. So what would your be your message to say, you know, for someone that hasn't got that? Just, just, you know, don't, don't be scared. Just, just shout really. It's, um, I, you know, I always, you know, like the thing is, it was, it was, I always remember the first day I walked in, walked in the room and I walked, walked to the meeting and luckily it was one of my friends. He took me, I phoned him up, like calm my eyes out. He said, right, you need to, you need to get to a meeting. I'll take you to a meeting. He's mm. been clean for like 12 months. He drinks alcohol, but he doesn't touch drugs anymore. So he took yeah. me, um, and I went to a meeting and, and it was just, it, it felt like a blessing in disguise, really. Like I was meant to be there. Um, but I just can't believe like you, the hardest part of it was like saying at the meetings, you have to say your name and then you're an alcoholic and an addict. And that, that to me was like lifting a ton of bricks off your neck. Okay. Just well, like yeah. a massive release. Like, fucking hell, I've said you've it. accepted. Do you know what I mean? I've said that I've got a fucking problem here. Mm. But and I then, think as well, you're in a room where you're, there's no judgment. No, there's no judgment in these rooms. It'd be very rooms. difficult to sit in a room of people that you like that don't have addictions or might not. Mm. And then, oh, I'm addicted. Like I'm an addict yeah, to all yeah. this, this and this. So 
you know, for someone that doesn't have any other support systems to go into a group like that would, I'm assuming, be quite, uh, not a nice place, Storming. but a safe place. It is a safe place because it's, it's one of the nice, it, I'll tell you what, it's, it's the, when people, when people go to the pub and they think, oh yeah, that's my local, that's a, you'll get more love in these rooms. It, you know, it doesn't matter about your religious background, your ethnic background. It doesn't matter what you look like, what money you've got, nothing. And you walk in the room, you, there's people hugging you and asking you for your number. Mm. And then you'll get 20 phone calls the following day asking how you are. How's your head? How's things? And that's what people should be doing day to day. Yeah. You know, I remember when they I was younger, I'd walk down the road and, and people would say morning to each other. Don't oh, do yeah. that anymore. No. <laughs> it's very you rare. You go around your neighbour's house for a cup of tea. There you go. My neighbours, when I grew up, we lived in Neverfield, which is one mm. of the roughest estates in Milton Keynes. Really? But we had such a nice community. Mm. Everyone's front door was open. We'd yeah. have dinner together. The kids, we all played together. Mm. You know, they'd go out on the street, they'd call your name. When the lights were going off, you'd all run yeah. home. And we were just everywhere, you know. It was such a lovely community. Yeah. And I do believe, yeah, there is a lot of breakdown now. People don't want to talk as much people don't want to talk to face to face definitely yeah. or social media and over the phones and things yeah. like that um so i was at i did an event with the man cave which is a milton yeah, Keynes yeah. um men's mental health group um and for me being around a group of it was i'm not gonna lie it was a little bit, it was a little bit not strange i wasn't used to seeing there was 10 guys talking about their emotions and i was like mm. a bit taken back and i was sort of like wow, this is actually really nice and yeah. a bit emotional because I mm. thought they were just so open mm. and the way they were talking to each other in such a caring way was just so nice to be around because I'd never experienced men openly talking like that yeah. and supporting each other. Um, and yeah, that's why I would just really encourage men to go to these groups, yeah. whether it be CA, AA, even, you know, the man cave isn't necessarily for people that have just got addictions. It might be people that have been through trauma. It yeah, might be yeah, people yeah. that are just struggling in their jobs. It might be people that just don't, don't know where to socialise that isn't in a drinking environment because mm. a lot of men do yeah, socialise yeah. in the pub yeah, yeah. Um, or in sports. Mm. But, you know, some people might not feel comfortable to go to the gym like and things like that. So, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What, what is the... Um, what, what would you say was your lowest point? Oh, blimey. Um, well, I tell everyone this story. Lowest, my lowest point really was, when was it, my nan? Two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so two years ago, my, my nan passed away. Her birthday's the day before mine. Oh, sorry about that. Right. And, um, oh. that's all right. Um, yeah, I still uh, struggle with it now. And, um, You're very close then. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just using and drinking too much. And um, I got to the point where it was, um, yeah, I was um, passing blood both ends. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I lost a lot of weight. I wasn't eating, wasn't working. It, it was just getting getting too much. And, um, yeah, there's just like almost like a light switch moment. Um, I remember it now to this day. Like the, I was in my bathroom at home. And I looked in the mirror and I, for some reason my head just went out and it just, I looked in the mirror and I just, you know, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. What the fuck are you doing? And and then that, that was it. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've it's just, it all spurs back to the story of like how me and Tiffany have met and, you know, I, I feel she set, she set all of this up for me. She really has. And it's, um. How did you meet? Were you? Well, we basically, my nan, my nan passed and then obviously I'd had that, that, that moment and, and I went sober for two months on my own. 
And then I flew out to Italy and um, seen seen my mate at his wedding, and then it, and and then my missus was um on, in, in Italy with her friends, and we've met each other and we've we've spoke and talked, and she's from America, obviously, and um yeah, we stayed in contact, and the stories just never ending about how we met. And do you think that? Do you believe that that was that was meant to happen? Yeah, it was a meant to be moment. Definitely, yeah. She's my angel in disguise. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. lovely. That's so nice. Mm. Yeah. She's a saviour. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, the, the day the day we flew back, and um, we tell a story all the time, don't we? It's um, So, yeah, we met, and then two days later, we're both flying out of the airport the same day, same airport, but different different destination, mm. same time. And yeah. then I'm going up the escalator, ringing her, and then she's behind me to the right. And it's like, well, she could have been anywhere in Italy, yeah, any airport, but mm. no, she's there. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's... And it's nice that you've not met someone swiping right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. it's like an oh, old school meet. Don't get me. on uh, internet <laughs> dating. That's a whole new podcast. That yeah. is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like. So where did that, what happened from then? So obviously you both you went to the UK. Your yeah. wife went. You're now. Is it your now wife? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went to America. Yeah. And then how soon was it before you reconnected? Six weeks. Six weeks. So we uh, we stayed on video, just video and FaceTime, just boom, connected, and then it was nice, really, because we never. You know, we never kiss, never anything. You know, we just that one night we just chatted, exchanged Instagrams, and then we just got to know each other for six weeks over yeah. video. Yeah. So like, no nice. dinner dates, nothing. It was just nice to get to know someone, yeah. like the old school way. And then flew out, and then well, you she said to me, "Do you want? I want to see you." And I said, "Yeah, yeah." And then I booked a ticket as I was on the phone to her, <laughs> and shown her, and then that was it. And then we're here, and then she's so just you moved flew out over. to America. Yeah, I flew out to America, and then we just kept doing it like that for over a year, and then she's now here. So, so. You, I know you earlier you spoke about um, your wife has dealt with you having your relapses yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, what made you? So obviously you've met your wife, you're in a really happy place. Mm, mm. You've got everything you oh, want yeah. at that point. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, so you then found yourself falling back into old behaviours. Habits, yeah, yeah, um, Even though you've pretty much got everything you want there. So do you know what triggered those relapses? I, I think a lot of it is, like like I've said to her as well, like it's, it's when, because I'd go back... I'd go to America and then I'd come back and then I'm like, oh, here we go, back home on my own. No one's here, no one loves me, no one cares okay, about Okay, so it's blah, when blah, you blah. were sort of yeah. half apart. Yeah, 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 but now, yeah. And then obviously it didn't help New Year's Eve. I One New Year's Eve I drank far. Because when I drink, I don't, like basically if they're pouring one pint, I'll, I'll, I'll order two. That one's gone. Yeah. That one's gone and then the second one's on the bar ready. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's got a bit too much. I drank too much, and it's um. I didn't realise, to be honest, I just thought it was normal being English. Do you know what I mean? We like to drink, and that's it. That's the culture, to, yeah. Yeah, and, and you it's... are considered a bit of a weirdo, to be honest. If you don't, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've had that. I've had that opinion yeah. of people now. But you know what? I've, so many people now, I look at, and I think, do you know, what? I'd love to be like you. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people that have had addictions mm. and have pulled their lives and turned them completely yeah. round, achieving well in their jobs, yeah. in their relationships. Yeah in their like careers, like their competitive careers, mm. but um, can go out raving, sober. <laughs> what? Like, I'm like, I need to be doing this. Like, I would love to be able to go. I love raving. That's the yeah, thing. My yeah, problem yeah. is I like raving. So when you go raving, things happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. for me to be able to be in a point where I can go to a rave and drink water, 
I'm thinking, do you know what? That looks that looks great. You're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to have a nice breakfast, you're going to go gym, you're going to feel great, and you've burnt about a 1,000 calories raving. <laughs> Listen to your favourite music, do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen, does it? No. I go out raving, I'm still awake at 8 o'clock yep. in the morning, mm. and I spend about four days recovering. Yep. And I go, oh, that was a good night. Well, the rest of the week wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Bank balance is so bad. yeah, I oh yeah, no, I would love, I would love, and I do, and I look at people and I admire them. Whereas mm. before, years ago, in my twenties, my face like, well, you don't drink, mm. you know, yeah. you don't, the culture is completely right. Yeah. It's a culture thing. We're seen as, I mean, I went to Ibiza recently, and I met a like a lot of people from different places, mm. and um, they were like, oh, what, you know, what, what did you come for? And one of the lads was like, we've come in for the drugs. This is one of the English lads, really, and the other cultures were like. We don't even we don't even drink like we've come here to, and I'm I'm like what? well you've come to Ibiza you don't drink you don't like what are you doing here they're yeah. like we're coming we're coming here for the clubs and everything and I, that's when I was like wow this is actually just it is an English people thing I really it is. do think it is yeah it really is and I mean, I've been brought up around drink yeah. my family are drinkers I've, yeah. you know and it's I've, I grew up in the pub and I used to play darts and I used to play pool yeah. you know what I mean yeah that's, snap. That's yeah. my that was my um sports when I was yeah. a child. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all changed. But and I suppose it's nice as well for you to have someone that maybe is from a different has a different. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing when you, when you go out there. They don't really they don't really drink like we do to excess. No, love, which is the way it should be done. Should be in a healthy, moderate way. But being an addict's brain, it's like what's the point in that? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the way I get it works. It. I get it. But yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, the main thing that for me about it all is really that um, that no one's judged me for what I've done, like yeah. speaking out. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's the most worrying thing at the start. Like going back to what you said earlier is that you've admitted that you've got a problem. You've admitted that you've got these demons and you've got these things inside you that, that force you to do these things. Cause it can't be, it can be helped and it can't. People think that it's something that you can just switch on and off. It's mm. not, it's, it's hard to get away from, but the easiest, the best thing that I could say to anyone to do is just, just to talk out and you wouldn't realize how supportive like your family is your friends would be mm. you will get people judging you but you get people judging you when you drink and use anyway so it's is, the same I thing think as well do you know what when you're using when you're drinking everyone knows you're lying everyone judges you anyway everyone judges you because you're lying <laughs> and they know you're lying so, you know we can smell the alcohol yeah. we can see the stuff around your nose we know yeah. we've got no money we know the lies are coming yeah so looking from an outsider as, an, as looking in on someone that is using is trying to hide it most of us already know that you're using yeah. anyway you're going to get judged at your worst then yeah. so speaking honestly and saying actually i need help doesn't you know being vulnerable and being able to say yeah I've got myself everyone makes mistakes and yeah. everyone do you know what I, I'll, I'll be honest I think most people have had problems with their with addictions oh, in their life they yeah. might not necessarily be drugs it might not be alcohol but everyone has had different addictions mm. that they've battled themselves and if they're going to stand there and judge you then that's the worst person in the room as mm. far as I'm concerned mm. well people 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 judge me for doing what I'm doing now you know people say oh why don't you drink why can't you drink normally or why can't you and it's mm. Well, you judge me when I'm not drinking. Now you're judging me for not for drinking. And it's like, well, which ones you want? You're not doing no wrong for right, really. So I you think just let them get on with it. You've got to look what version you prefer, really, isn't it? I, I prefer this version. I really yeah. do. Like like what you said a minute ago, you know, to go out all night, eight o'clock in the morning, still going, then you sleep all day, and then you do the same again, then your weekend's ruined, you've spent a load of money. I've got money in the bank now. I've got a happy life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm at peace. I really feel like yeah. I'm at peace. My head's clear. Mm. My business is going well. Um, 
just there's just things that are happening and doors are opening that I don't know why they're opening because like I've said about well, set the meetings I feel like I don't deserve it but people are like well you've changed so you do deserve these things yeah. and accept it good good energy you put out attracts good energy yeah, yeah it does what you put out comes back and I'm a massive believer on that whether it's on a religious level or you know a energy level mm. um I believe that completely yeah. yeah the more that you you dwell on things the more negative you are the more negative that will come back to you and mm. 100% and that's the path you've opened for yourself and yeah. everyone should be encouraged to understand that as well mm. Mm. that's something a lot of people do understand I think they they live in that sort of like dark place mm. And think negatively. It's not just going to suddenly no. open up. Although your your position might have just happened once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, like yeah. for for instance, like some people just obviously feel like they can't. They're bad luck. Like they've got this bad. You know, they're they're what the, they've obviously got the worst luck in the world, and nothing mm. ever gets mm. better. And they might have lost family members like you did, mm. and gone through these really dark times, and not know how to pull themselves out of that situation. Um. And ha- not have that light bulb moment like you yeah, did, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the main thing. I mean, like when I he- I used to hear it, when I used to go to when I started the meetings, I used to I used to hear all the time. People used to say it all the time. They used to go, "Time will pass, time will pass," and you think, well, "Shut the fuck up, mate." Do you know what I mean? You're you're only a few days in, and you you know you still want to drink and you whatever else, and and again it will t- it will pass. Time will heal. It will, and it does. Mm. And that that's the. But when you first, when you, like you said, when you're in that dark place, dark sort of area, like it, it just, it feels like you're in a box and you've got no one. Mm. And, and that's, that's the hardest thing to get out of that box. But, you know, the, the only way that I can sort of um, break that down is like when you're in that box, but if you open the lid, you've got the light and the light opens up and then you know there's a way out. Yeah. And there is a way out. Do you know what I mean? The proof's in the pudding. I've done it. Now, I can't sit here and say that I'll never drink again because I'm an addict or an alcoholic. I can't sit here and say that mm. because I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. But at the moment, I've got my tools in place. I've got people that I speak to, like my sponsor. Um, you know, he's he's brilliant. He's he's good for me. He's he's younger than me. Hey. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't make any difference. Yeah. But so you, what is the sponsor? So basically a sponsor is, so when you go to the meetings, you, you basically, you, you, the people sponsor. So basically they teach me through my 12 steps. Okay. So I work for a program, um, which I'm doing at the moment, which helps me learn about myself, actually who I am. Cause like what you said earlier, I don't really know who I am. I yeah. haven't got a clue who I am because I've just been on another fucking planet. Do you know what I mean? Pissed Away up. with the fairies, yeah. pissed up being a fucking idiot, but mm. I'm slowly figuring out who I am. You know, I've, uh, you know, like when when I won when I won the competition, I I I broke down in tears. You know, in my wife's arms. I was crying for five minutes. Yeah. But I've never felt like that. I've never felt never had that feeling before. Never had it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I've you know I've played football, won matches, but obviously gone on the piss after. Do you know what I mean? Never had it. But to to be sober and clean and and feel that and look. I mean, like the following day, I woke up at half past four in the morning and I looked at the trophy and I cried my eyes out. Yeah. And it's like, fucking wow. Do you know what I mean? And it's... And you're only just experiencing those emotions now because you've sort of numbed your experience for the last however long with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And the thing is, I think people think that actually drugs and alcohol heightens your experience. It doesn't. (laughs) They call it in in, in CANA, they actually call it a spiritual awakening. It's nothing to do with religious aspects of it. Yeah. They call it... um, 
like a God, a greater power than yourself. Mm. So it might be, like you said, a religious aspect. It, it could be any, any religious aspect, or it could be like, for my example, it might be my nan. Yeah. You know, it could be anything. So it's just a higher power that you talk to. And that's the spiritual awakening you get. I mean, I've had so many weird things happen to me. It's, I mean, I had Go one, on then, tell us a few. I, I had one the <laughs> other week. I was on the phone to one of the other lads in CA and and he's like, mate, you're doing so well. Because I've, re- I've only relapsed once, but it's, the thing is, it's it's a learning curve. Do you know yeah. what I mean? This programme's a learning curve. Not There's only a minute, minute percentage of people that get it the first time. Because it's a learning curve. You might do something, fall off the wagon, but then you'd relook at what you've done and what you haven't done to so obviously put it back in the programme to go, right, well that's where I fucked up. I need to reevaluate it. But I had one of the lads phone me out the other week and um he's he's like, mate, you're not even anywhere near getting through. I'm only halfway through the programme. Right. Um and he's like, mate, so many things are happening to you. Work's going well. You've just won your competition. You're going to go into this. You're looking good shape, blah, blah. And he said, the doors have not even opened. And as soon as he said that, the lights went off in the house. No. Spotlights went on one by one. <laughs> I've run into you, haven't I? And said, um, said the lights go off. And she said, yeah. And she just went, he's watching. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. What a rush, though. It I was bet a, you like, <laughs> belly in your bum. I had to run it. off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've had loads of. Load, they call it like. Um, well, we call them. I call them like God shots. Like just little, little, little things that, you know, remind yeah, me that I'm on the right path. Recognise those moments and yeah. take those as massive, like, you know, positives, yeah. like ticks. And so, like, if you're in the wrong frame of mind, you, you would overlook things like that normally. So yeah. to have your eyes opened is really important. And yeah, like, as I say, not, it's not necessarily a religious or a spiritual. It's it literally just mm. seeing gratitude every day. Mm. Just That's what oh, I have God, to. That just happened. I mean, I saw a squirrel this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a squirrel and he was carrying a conker and he was waiting for me to drive happy, away. And he was looking at a squirrel. This little squirrel of a conker in his mouth was waiting for me to drive down the road before he crossed over. And I thought, do you know what? That's bloody brilliant. <laughs> it just made me smile. Yeah. And do you know what? If I was in one of my bad moods in a bad way, I'd have drove past that squirrel and not even cared about him. But this morning, literally, walked back in the house mm. after being to the gym. I just smiled. And I just thought, do you know what? It's just like a little... A little like moment of innocence yeah. and a bit of like just something that put a smile on my face. Yeah. It was such a small thing, yeah. but it set me up for the rest of the day because I just had gratitude for it. I just it thought does. I could have just looked over something. Yeah. We have to, I have to do it every day, like we said, with my sponsor. So I, he's like basically, he's like my teacher. Yeah. So he takes me through everything. But I have to say, so is this someone that's already been through recovery? Yeah, he's right, done okay. his program, he's yeah. run it all, and then. The twelfth step is to give it back to the following addict and the alcoholic. Oh, that's amazing! So you, yeah, you give great. back what you've learned to the next person. It's a free program. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't cost anything. So that's the beauty of it. Really, you're teaching someone for free. But I have to send him a gratitude list every day. So I have to have three goals every day, and then I have to send him gratitude for what I was for yesterday. So mm. it could be anything. I don't know, roof over my head, or money in my bank, or. I don't know, going to the gym and talking, you know, just grateful yeah. for things that made you smile seeing throughout the day. Yeah, seeing a squirrel, prime example. <laughs> you put that in tomorrow. <laughs> Didn't drop his nut. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, it is good. It's And you don't realise until you start writing these things down what you're actually grateful oh, for yeah, in life. definitely. And a gratitude list does help massively. Yeah. The um, So I read a book actually about four, four years ago called The Secret. Yeah. Um, And that was a life-changing moment for me because I, as soon as I started recognising those positive moments, mm. my life completely changed. Like my career just yeah. went crazy. 
My gym just went crazy. Mm. Like I felt good about myself. I was happy. My children were happy. And, you know, going home as a mum when mm. you're not happy yeah. is horrible because yeah. you know it's impacting your children. So making, seeing how happy I was a better parent, I was a better, like, person. Um, and that was literally just the, the, the gratitude list. Yeah. Like, and manifesting moments and knowing mm. and pre-planning in my head. Um, yeah, one of the, the, one of the tasks was something silly, like, um, today, get a free coffee. <laughs> and it was just like, you like, shut up. And so I did it. And I said, right, I'm manifesting this moment. And uh, to me, I thought it would be me going into McDonald's and someone going, here's a free coffee. So I go into work. My, one of my clients I used to do now, she says, what do you want to drink? I'm going coffee. She's ne- oh, she has, she's been, I've been doing her nails for three years. She's never bought me a coffee once. <laughs> she's like, Tez, do you want a coffee? I was like, hang on a minute. I was <laughs> oh, like, this is that? weird. Yeah. Like, I was literally like, this is making me feel spooky. And from then on, honestly, that was like my first tick because then I was like, right, now I'm changing my life. And I started manifesting everything that's mm. happened till this point today. Yeah. I've made things happen. Yeah. Whether that's a spiritual thing or whether it's just because I've worked hard enough to make that happen, I don't know. No. But the coffee I didn't work hard for. <laughs> that turned up. Um so um, what are your plans? I know, I think you've got another show in four or five days, right? Five days, yes. So I've got... Um, BPA. What is it? BPA, yes. Doctor, is it Dr. Vicks or something Dr. like Dr. Vicks show, yes. Yeah, yeah. Qualifier got, for next year, I believe. I've got that next, yeah, next week. Um, which I've, yeah, I've put on a bit of weight for that. So I need to get, get running tonight. Um, and then, um, yeah, the following week in Holland for the GP, what is it now? GBA now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a good experience. Oh, sorry, no, the one in Holland is GPA. GPA, oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, that one's not changed yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a good experience. And then, Is the whole team going like there's Matt out there and everyone? Matt, I don't think Matt's going to that. Oh, okay. Because he's got something in Italy or something. I think he's doing oh, okay. something. I'm not too sure, but I spoke to him yesterday. Um, but... I don't know where it's going to take me, to be honest with you. The main thing for me is just, I'd, I just want to help people now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm really... There's a lot of healing and giving back. There I is. Know. I mean, you wouldn't believe, like, the amount of... I've had, like, the local gym, like, the village. Um, they've, they've um, who, I, who I train with, they've contacted me and I've obviously gone on the website and... And it's just nice to be in the gym and people come up to me and say, like, oh, I struggle with this and I struggle mm. with that and blah, blah, blah. Just people come up to you now. I mean, at, at the last show, I'm not going to say any names, but I, I had three people come up to me saying that they suffered with addiction um, yeah. problems, drinking drugs. But the, the hindsight of it, all all of this stuff is, what, what annoys me the most in this day and age is you, you get all these, how can we put it, um, all these big companies and that that will say, look, we're, you know, we're, we, we, we focus on mental health, we focus on this and we focus on that. Well, all their employees are so scared to talk out because they might lose their job. Oh, and yeah. It shouldn't course, be like yeah. that. It should mm-hmm. not be like that because at the end of the day, if that person's got a problem, you should be helping them. Yeah. All right. And, and there's so many things going on. For me now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed really. Like my clients that I've got my work for through my business, they know. I've told them. I, I've gone to the point where I don't care anymore. I yeah. don't give a shit. They ever want to use me or they don't, mm. and and that's it. And and that's the way the world should be. The minute things start going wrong, then you don't use that person. But if that person's got a problem with them, mm. a problem, addiction problem, or something, or does, you know the disease that we have, yeah you shouldn't just get rid of them because that's not fair. I mean, if, if I come to them and said I had cancer, that's a disease, they wouldn't get rid of me then, would they? Yeah, so I it's it's very, very, it's yeah. very, very, because um, we have a, a, in the meetings, we have like a yellow card statement, which is like 
what you hear here stays here, blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And um, it's damaging for your reputation, basically. If you talk out, it's damaging. Right, okay. And, and I just think that's totally fucking wrong in my eyes because it's, it is an issue. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Children suffer with it. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Young kids, you know, I'm not going to mention names. If you're names. in a situation where you're the first person, I, I think, because I'm very open, I'm so honest. I'm a bit yeah. too honest, to be honest, yeah. because there is no, it's literally, this is what you see, this yeah. is what you get. But I do find I've been in different work environments um, and had an open conversation about something and then other women or other people in that group have started to talk about Judgmental, certain things. Yeah. Just because you've openly said something might have happened or you might have done something yeah. and then that other person feels so much more comfortable to be open with you yeah. um, and not judged. Like we said before, the, ju the judgment is just the worst feeling to, to yeah. be judged. I've judged myself more than anyone yeah, yeah. I don't really care what yeah. you've got to say. If you, whatever you've said, I've said 10 times worse to myself. So yeah. that's just how I feel about it personally. I'm quite thick skinned. It doesn't really bother yeah. me anymore. Yeah. It didn't like when I was younger, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, like having um, that honesty is really important mm. and being able to feel comfortable to say, mm. I fucked up. Mm. Mm. But here I am. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, I've recovered. Yeah. Everyone loves a comeback story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, that, that's a beautiful thing with, with obviously the um, anonymous programmes that, you know, as soon as you walk through that door, you, you can say what you want. Mm. You can literally say what you want. And there's not one person in there that will, well, there's not one person in there that probably hasn't done the same thing. Yeah. They, well, you know, I had a, we had a share last night and, and they were talking about a lot of things. And I came in and said to the missus, I went, I, I shuddered. Because oh, really? I actually experienced what he was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, using, you know, once my children were there or, or stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it made me go cringe almost like, ugh. Like reliving. Yeah, and it made, but those are the things that as an addict, as you get better, you need to hear them. Yeah. Because it reminds you of how dark and how despair it was and how disgusting it was that what the things that you were doing. Yeah. And it sort of refreshes your brain. It resets it like, mm. oh God, that's not normal. Do you know what I, I mean? I suppose it's like, you know, sort of like an abusive relationship with, with yeah. you know, you only remember those good parts until someone reminds you. So That's someone it. else in the room That's says, it. do you remember when he did this? Yeah. Do you remember when he done that? Yeah. So when you're in that environment and you're like, you might have that urge, oh, I just want to line. Yeah, yeah. And you go, oh, that's going to bring you back to sitting up at four o'clock in the morning yeah. while your kids are upstairs. Yeah. That's, and then you're, oh no, yeah, that, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be in that yeah. situation again. But yeah, it's, it's nice. It's it, Honestly, it's, it, it's the best, like I said, for... Gosh, I was 39, so I've been doing it. I think I had my first joint when I was 16. I remember I had, I had a joint when I was 16 because I had my moped and I was stoned out of my head. <laughs> on a moped, <laughs> on a moped a smoking a joint, yeah, riding down the hill. Like, hands were going like, hands were going oh up in the air. And, um, yeah, I was stoned out of my head and then obviously it spurred on from that. But, yeah, the drinking. Do you think that was your first... Your gateway was having that joint that day. No, not really, because the missus is from New York and it's legal in New York, it's so legal, I could go yeah. there and have a joint and I'd be all right. Yeah, that wasn't You're my not go to. Out there. Nah, not no, but not for cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have a edible, and that'd be it for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. I didn't mind it, but it's it's the it's mainly the alcohol yeah. for me. Yeah. That's my biggest killer, the alcohol. You know, yeah. I can't go out and just go we'll have a meal and, and a glass of wine. Mm. It's got to be two bottles and mm. shots and that's it, I'm off. Mm. So you have it, to sort of get yourself in a completely, like, out of your face Yeah, That's it, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's my aim. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There's no point in beating around the bush. No, exactly. So there's no point in even just having the one drink. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the point. But it, it's just... 
it's it's nice. Do you know what I mean? And that and that's the beauty of it that I I think now that's a nice thing that I can I can talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not I'm not scared to talk about it because that's the hardest part is when you, when you hold it back. Mm. For me, when you hold it back, that that's the thing, and then. And then you have a drink and then you put this mask on. Because it always reminds me of the film, like Jim Carrey, The Mask. Yeah. You have that drink, the mask goes on. Yeah. And that's not you. You don't know who you are. No. And then I, that's why I'm working out now what I'm actually like and, and what I can be like and, and, and things I can do. I mean, I'm not innocent. No one's fucking innocent. I'm not perfect. No, no one is. Do you know what I mean? I'm not fucking Mr. Perfect. The ones perfect. that pretend they're the perfect ones are the worst bloody ones as well. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. But yeah, no, I understand. When you say about the mask, like obviously like playing different characters in your life, yeah. like putting on that mask and saying, I'm the fun one. Yeah. I'm the one it. in the You're group that's going to make everyone laugh. Yeah. yeah. And I completely understand yeah. that. I feel like I'm the same when I've had a drink, yeah. to be yeah. completely honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, your, um, your story really did, I did, I yeah, did listen you. to it and I did feel very like emotional and very yeah. like proud of what you've done. Yeah, thank and you. obviously I don't understand from a personal level, um, I have never felt like I have an addiction problem. However, I have grown up with addicts in my mm, family mm. Um, and they've never recovered. So to come from where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very, very. Um, to, to, for you to come back from right. that is, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bless you. Do you want some tissue? <laughs> Put tissue. You all right? You all right? Is that a close family, was it? Or no, you right. It's hard, isn't it, when it's like uh, that? And that's the thing. I know this is very selfish of me, but for me to see you like that actually helps me because it makes me realise what I've put people through. Mm. So I'm grateful to see that today. I am. Do you know what I mean? And it's good that you can show your emotions because it makes me feel like how selfish I've been. Do you know what I mean? To my yeah. family and my friends. No, I don't think it's that. It's not selfish because, like you said, it's it's an illness, mm. and it's something that I think, like especially the older generation, mm. the older generation, men, make up, get men, makeup men, in, men, makeup men, in, men, <laughs> particularly, <laughs> men particularly, haven't had that support from, no, from mental not health. for a long time, no. a hell of a long time. So the the stuff that people might have dealt with them when they were younger. They've never spoke about still mm. and they're still, re- you know, they still might, they're, they're not at that age where it was, it was captured early enough for them to recover because they're past that. that yeah. They might feel like they're past that stage in their life where mm. they can recover. Right. Anyway, back in the room. Where's the board? <laughs> Cut. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, just like, thank you so much for coming today. And That's I just, right. you know, we want to just try and get the message across yeah. about, you know, reach out, if you're struggling, there's like groups, there's mm. the obviously CAAA, um, mm. Samaritans. Yep. There's lots of like, I mean, Milton Keynes and Man Cave, especially yeah. Bedford, Northampton, reaching out to, I think they're reaching out even further now. Yeah. Um, any charities in your sort of area that you use? Is it CA? Mostly? We just use CA. I mean, and if anybody's like struggling for, you know, cocaine, al- alcohol, narcotics, whatever, just, just type in just CA meetings. Yeah, they're meetings. everywhere, all over the and UK. It, they're right? all over the UK, yep. all, they're all over the world. Oh, okay. So I've been to America, they, they're everywhere. Okay. So wherever you are, if you're in, you know, Europe, so if type you're traveling, it in, meeting, you can go and there, see boom. meetings when you're yeah, away and stuff anywhere, like that. That's anywhere amazing. in the world. So again, it's not, it's not publicized enough. 
It should be, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it saves lives. It really yeah, does save lives. Yeah, of course it lives. does. If you want to be in a safe space and be able to talk about, you know, and get the help that you need and not necessarily reach out to your family members as well. Yeah. If you're still in that hiding process where you don't yeah. want people to know, at least you can go to a group where everyone's going to be on the same page as you and they're going to support you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know it's a long journey That's today right. for you. So That's thank right. you so much for coming no in. And um, I will see you again at the show next week yeah. when you win again. Hopefully. Fingers and then crossed. I'll see you on the TV when you win in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. But thank yeah. you so much. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate That's it. That's all right. Thank you. All right.